Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cana Rinse Podcast, Volume Ten, Issue Four Hundred and Eighty Nine, and we're up to Mario Kart Seven in our occasional Mario Kart series, with only one podcast yet to be recorded on the subject, not including this one. That'll be next year, our Mario Kart Eight and Eight DX show. But for now, joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue are Darren Gargett. Diddly diddly do. <laughs> Leah Haydu. It's a me, Mario. That's that's not the voice. You have to wait to hear the voice. It's Chris Pratt. <laughs> Thank and, you. <laughs> and Mikhail Croder. <laughs> He's busted out his Wario for the occasion. Glad yeah. to hear it. I was uh, I was playing some 150cc just then, and uh, you know he, uh, he he zipped past and threw something at me, and that's what knocked I knocked you sideways. Yeah. Was it a bogey? It might have yeah, been. I didn't even see what it was. He, he knocked something on me. He splashed across the windshield. It was really disgusting, actually. Mm, yeah. Gooigi. <laughs> he, he flicked his Gooigi at you, yeah. Gooigi. Gooigi was just a, 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 a glint in the eye of the uh, of the Luigi's Mansion studio at this point. <laughs> Mario Kart 7. Or one might say a little blob. A little blob in what the corner of the eye. Gooigi? Yeah. Wagyu. Oh my word! Oh, just, well, now we've sorted everyone's <laughs> nightmares for the rest of the week. Wagyu. <laughs> uh, anyway, what is Mario Kart Seven, listener? You know, but it's the seventh main game in Nintendo's long-running cartoony and combative kart racing series, or the ninth if you include the two Namco arcade coin-ups from two thousand and five and two thousand and seven. I have a feeling. Was there, has there been another one since then? Uh, forgive me, uh, I'm not fully up to date with the Namco ones. We'll not be doing a, you a do podcast see them on them fairly those. regularly in the uh, yes ticket arcade uh, type of. Yeah, I have a feeling there there may have been a third one. So, but uh, yeah. but I I think it may have come out after this. So this was mm. still the anyway. It would still be the seventh it's main. Probably one. a pachinko game, I would think. Like I yeah. that that sounds like a joke, but I bet there actually is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they got a Mario Party one. Incidentally, what I hate about those Mario Kart GP games is that it doesn't matter if you win or lose, you just get to play one race only. And then it's yeah. another quid. Or it's whatever. a fun fair ride, really, rather mm-hmm. than a skill game. Yeah, yeah. As as a lot of modern arcade things are. But maybe that's better than the, the some of the, the, the old games that we've complained about, which were designed to just make you feed money in to stay alive. I don't know, at least you know what you're getting. Uh, you get your one race regardless of how well you do. Whereas on Rampage, as we talked about back in back in the day, if you got hammered on the level first level, that was it. Yeah, anyway, that's true. We're talking about a home release or well, or on the move if you prefer, as it's a handheld game. But what are our histories with the main, the seventh main Mario Kart game? Let's start with Mikhail. Were you still at Nintendo at this point? I was, yeah, and uh, I had retired from my uh, competitive. Mario Kart days. Right. So I watched from a distance how uh, the uh, Mario Kart DS posse slowly started trying out Mario Kart 7, reluctantly. And uh, the majority of them uh, very quickly retreated from Mario Kart 7 again and went back to Mario Kart DS, where mm. uh, there was a sort of a, uh, a renegade faction that uh, kept playing Mario Kart 7. And there was uh, the whole uh, department was split in two camps. Either you were Mario Kart 7 or you're Mario Kart DS. Well, or you were like me and you wouldn't be playing Mario Kart in the office much of it at all. Looking down your nose at everyone. Yeah, exactly. 
feeling, uh, feeling <laughs> I'll be high and mighty above in, everybody else. Yeah. I'll be interested to get into why uh, perhaps later you think that was the case. It sounds a bit like the old uh, Smash Brothers melee situation. Yeah, where... I mean, I think I went into it a little bit already when we spoke about Mario Kart DS. Yeah. Um, of course, we can get into it later, but it's it has more to do with Mario Kart DS than Mario Kart 7 in that yeah. Mario Kart DS had a little bit more mechanical nuances that... Uh, the, uh, the pro playing Mario Kart people were really into, like, uh, you know, snaking. No, no, snaking was actually uh, was was actually banned. No, they were Outlawed. really all about. Uh, they were all about like dodging blue shells and that sort of craziness. Sure. Okay. Yeah. What about you though? You you played it and stuff, right? Otherwise, why are you here? Yeah, I played it a little bit, but uh, I didn't get this game until uh, very late. I wasn't really. I mean, it looked fun like every other Mario Kart game, but I wasn't really hyper into, you know, oh, I need me, I need to get me a copy as soon as possible. Mm. And uh, of course, you know, I was waiting. Maybe it will come down. The price will come down at one point, but it's Mario mm. Kart. It's a Nintendo published uh, high profile game. So the price never really came down until the, uh, I think there was a Nintendo Select, Select range for it at one point. Yeah, but uh, before that, I think I picked it up funnily enough, at a retro gaming convention for a slightly, yeah, a slightly uh, softer or sweeter price. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And you still see it around. It's uh, it's an easy, easy-ish yeah. cart to get hold of for, I would say, exactly. mid-price money. Yeah. And my, uh, my boy, my uh, now 10-year-old, was uh, all the time, uh, yeah, nagging a lot about uh, why, why don't we have Mario Kart 7, etc. Too right. So, uh, what yeah. kind of a father are you? Yeah, it was, uh, you know. It wasn't reflect, reflecting very well. Uh, me, no. Sort it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, also because of uh, that sort of pressure, I felt like, oh, he might really enjoy it. Uh, I got it. And I did play it quite a bit and enjoyed it quite a bit as well. Mm. Good. Leah, how about you? Were you an early DS, 3DS adopter? Sorry. Yeah, I was, um, because uh, this would have been right around the tail end of when I was working at GameStop. Uh, All right. so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a Mario Kart game, so obviously people are going to be making a pretty big deal out of it, and I did have a 3DS at the time, so, um, I, I don't, I, I probably did pick this up day one, um, I, I, I don't honestly remember if that's the case or not, no, if I I'm didn't, sure. then it would have been pretty close, um, and yeah, I uh, I played a, a pretty, pretty decent amount of this at the time, uh, and it didn't, it didn't stick quite like Mario Kart DS did for me. Mm-hmm. I, I fell on kind of that side. If there if there is a divide there, then I kind of fell on yeah, the DS yeah. side of the divide. Uh, but that was more circumstantial than anything else, as I'm sure we'll mm. kind of talk about more. But uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, pretty early on, got to see the uh, the um, impact of the sales, I guess, which, you know, yeah. un- unsurprisingly were pretty significant, it seemed. Uh, I, although I guess we'll hear about that more when we get to actual numbers. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, it seems like maybe this is this story is going to going to echo throughout. Then the uh, uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like uh, uh, this, ex- this was echoed in a video I watched uh, a, a Scott the Was video ahead of this show, which was like it starts off quite clickbaity as a lot of YouTube videos have to do, I guess, to get traction. Where he's kind of just absolutely laying into the game, and then over the course of the video, he actually says it's a really good Mario Kart game, but but kind of thing like it 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 doesn't resonate with everyone for whatever reason darren um obviously i don't want to preempt uh conclusions and things but where were you 
where was your hypeometer, for instance, when when Mario Kart Seven came out? Uh, I know you were a, a 3DS early adopter. You uh, were featured in the commercials, in fact. That's right. Yeah, old hashtag war and all that. Four. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I pretty much had my 3DS bought for me um, by being in the advert, which is nice. Mm. Uh, believe your eyes is what the advert was called. So That's right. YouTube that. I'm in there somewhere. No one could much. believe your eyes or your quiff. <laughs> Thing is, I was a bit more unkempt back then. I was going through some rough times, so I'm a bit podgier and a bit kind of, yeah. But I, I look it's good now, gorgeous. basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, you know, um, so Mario Kart Seven, come on, <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart Seven. It's hot on the heels of uh, 3D Land, right? So yeah, uh, I was kind of Mario through the roof at this point because 3D Land was absolutely taking me by storm. Yeah, as, uh, as pretty much it. everyone else. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic little game, and and, and uh, you know followed up with an amazing sequel. And so Mario Kart 7 come along, and I'm, I, I opened the box not so long ago, and the, the Morrison's receipt fell out. Nice. And, um, you know, the $34.99 on day yeah. one, so I was definitely that there was the straight price. away. Yeah, and mm. I picked it up and um, played it and kind of kind of forgot it ever happened, to be honest with you. And then it's only ever recently that I've gone back to it and gone, oh, yeah, yeah, this is Mario Kart 7. It's kind of, it kind of passed me by. Um, it seems to be like, for me personally, it's always the... Uh, of every other Mario Kart game I click with seems to be mm. the vibe I'm going there, sort of like the Star Trek films or whatever. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I was there day one and um, I don't remember it apart from the receipt. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> this is going to be the best podcast ever. Uh, it is we're quite like, funny how we positive. go. We're positive and we're like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do go from, uh, obviously, I was talking about this on, on the uh, exclusive Patreon show this month, like how it's difficult to sort of, although the format of Kane and Rinse never changes in terms of how we basically lay the show out and the, and the panel and everything, because of the games we cover are so wildly disparate, we go from things like everything and Hypnospace Outlaw and bury me, my love. And then we're talking like Mario Kart 7. And it's such a completely different experience that uh, that the shows inevitably end up quite different. Uh, and obviously, yes, when we've committed to a series like Mario Kart, of course, there are going to be entries that, for whatever reason, don't uh, maybe resonate in the same way. That said, I suspect we're all going to be broadly positive about Mario Kart 7. Just maybe for whatever reason... Yeah, it it didn't quite stick in the same way. We'll see. That, that's My... the thing. Like the 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 broad the broad thing that I will say that we'll obviously all dig into is that I think it's a really good game. It's just mm. yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. We'll yeah. find out. I guess maybe. I think I've worked it out, but I'll save it for later. Oh, yeah, okay, very good. Fixed it. Okay. So my history with the game, I and 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 I don't remember that. This is interesting in itself to me. So normally I would be absolutely desperate to get the new Mario Kart. I've been day oneing them since the second game in the series and pretty much every single time but i didn't have a 3ds for the first year or so of it being out in the uk uh, and i got one for my 40th birthday which was in june 2012 and very kindly and very generously and i still remember this even though it's nearly 10 years ago a listener of my podcast then gamer dork uh ben uh, kindly bought it for me for my 40th birthday. Um, if you still listen, Ben, I know, I think you drop in from time to time. I don't know if you listen to every show, but thank you. I haven't forgotten what a generous and kind gift that was. I, it was very cool getting a 3DS and uh, 3D Land from my partner and then Mario Kart 7 from a listener, my friend, on a, on my birthday. You'll surely and, listen to this one, right? Maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. 
Uh, but, uh, and yes, I was very excited to get it, though, despite the fact that I hadn't been able to get it up to that point because I didn't have the console to play it on and I guess I didn't have a lot of money at that point. And yeah, I played it tons, as I always do, the new Mario Kart, completed everything, did all the single player stuff, probably played some multiplayer <clears throat> online, uh, maybe a little bit with my usual kind of Nintendo gaming friends now and then when the opportunity arose. But yeah, I don't remember it catching on in quite the same way that either Mario Kart 64 or Double Dash had as a local multiplayer game, or maybe again, as DS did as a kind of online thing when, when that was that was new. And I'd also come off the back of playing a lot of Mario Kart Wii. Uh, it was very exciting to have such a fine looking and running Mario Kart in a handheld format after playing the, the Wii game for some time. Uh, but yeah, it, essentially it's life of being a, a going an ongoing concern for me lasted from when I got it in 2012 to whenever Mario Kart came out, the Mario Kart 8 came out on the Wii U, which I think may have been 2014. Uh, so it was probably only a couple of years maximum that it was like the Mario Kart, the go-to Mario Kart for me, which is dec a decent run for most video games. But pretty much once Mario Kart 8 came along, and certainly once 8DX came along, there didn't feel like there was kind of any need to return to it anymore because everything Mario Kart 8 did, it, it sort of eclipsed Mario Kart 7 for me. And uh, and then obviously the handheld version of that came along, and yeah, my 3DS is still here, and and still I still love it, but uh, that particular game, yeah, just kind of it had its time, and then it was time to move on. So the developers were, of course, Nintendo EAD. Ah, but they roped in uh, Retro Studios, most famous for working on the Metroid Prime games and Donkey Kong Country Returns. Development had begun in early 2010. However, because Nintendogs and Cats was uh, such a big deal at the time, because of Nintendogs success on the DS, Nintendogs plus Cats was scheduled to be released first. And so Mario Kart 7 was given lower priority, despite the astronomical sales of the, the Wii game. Uh, so, but only eight staff members were assigned to begin work. When it was time to focus on Mario Kart 7, the producer Hideki Kono realised there weren't enough staff available due to so many other projects going on at EAD at that point, including things like Skyward Sword, which had been uh, which had been delayed, I believe. So in order to finish the game in time for Christmas 2011, they consulted with Retro Studios after them having made Donkey Kong Country Returns to uh, develop in particular the Donkey Kong Country Returns course and also getting the retro tracks the legacy tracks from previous games into this new version this uh, new i guess slightly new engine and model and obviously with the 3d and everything else uh, retro started work according to wikipedia in december 2010 the team focused on producing the classic racing courses in order to learn both lessons about the development process for mario kart games and about what makes a good course from a design perspective Although I'm not sure they've been back, they've not revisited the genre since to utilise any of those skills. But then I guess maybe some of them are uh, transferable skills across into other areas of games design and development. 
but uh if you see there's uh whatever retro studios next game is what is what are they working on <laughs> well it's prime four isn't it they took over from namco yes. Um, but there was a Star Fox racing game rumoured to be in, in development by Retro Studios, I believe, because uh-huh. everyone was like, what are they working on? What are they working on? So maybe the experience they had from oh. Seven rolled into a Star Fox racing game that we've never seen. Interesting. Star Fox racing game. Amazing. Yeah, I, I guess sci-fi racing or actual 3D racing. Like there's that um, Skydrift game, I think, that, that's uh, going around. I'm just picturing that bit in Star Fox Adventures as a racing game and it's just kind of left me a bit cold. Mm. You may be being very unfair. It might have been glorious. Might anyway, have been brilliant, yeah. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. But if it was canned, probably not. Uh, the director, though, of this one, obviously, as I say, the producer was uh, re- the returning Hideki Kono, along with uh, Yasuki Oyagi. But Ko- uh, Kosuke Yabuki is the director who went on to direct Mario Kart 8 as well, was also involved in the planning of Nintendogs and Cats, had worked on level design previously for Twilight Princess, the Zelda game, and had also worked on Mario Kart Wii, which I think uh, shows in the finished product. The game came out on December the 1st in Japan, 2011, just a couple of days later in the EU and Australia, and three days later in North America. Once again, we get to say... Up yours, USA. We got it one day before you. Or two days before you. I know. It's but you know, it's revenge for all those years of you getting things like a year early or whatever. I don't remember Yes, I think you'll be all right, yeah. Uh I don't remember this coming out actually uh, particularly, but um yeah, I guess a lot of people would have got it for Christmas. Reviews wise, it was positive really across the board. I don't think there were too many outliers, but the averages ended up with uh, 85 or thereabouts on both game rankings and Metacritic. Sales-wise, it was a big old drop-off from the Wii version, but that's probably more about the install base of the Wii and the 3DS, which got off to quite a slow start. And as such, the 18.94 million units that Mario Kart 7 ended up selling is probably quite a success. It's the best-selling game on the 3DS. It's just amazing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, nearly 20 million, but it's, you know, it's not, not as good as the last one. It's yeah, like it's that. only about two thirds of, of Mario Kart Wii, I think, if that. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we talked about the sales figures of Mario Kart Wii. What's 8 and DX come? Yeah, it's like the best selling one, isn't it? So, I don't know. Across both formats, maybe. Yeah. It's obscene. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that's mainly the Switch version. <laughs> User reviews looking today, or, well, in the last week or so, on Metacritic, 860 people have given it an average of 8.2. And on Nintendo Life, 746 people have given it an average of 8.4, which is very close to the, the old reviews at the time. Here's some blurb. A new dimension of kart racing. The newest instalment of the fan-favourite Mario Kart franchise brings Mushroom Kingdom racing fun into glorious 3D. For the first time, drivers explore new competitive kart possibilities such as soaring through the skies or plunging to the depths of the sea. New courses, strategic new abilities and customizable carts bring the racing excitement to new heights. Wahoo! One of the talking points in the Scott the Was video I watched was the naming of the game. The fact that Hmm. seven installments in they finally decided to give the game a number. He was speculating and musing 
about why this might have been. The suggestion was that calling it 3DS might have made it sound like just a remake of the DS version rather than a full-blown sequel. Well, the the cover art does look very similar, doesn't it? <laughs> Pretty similar, yeah. yeah. So what do you think came first, the Lucky 7 item or the title of the game? Mm, good question. <laughs> Maybe we'll never know. Yeah. I suppose, uh, I, think, I think he was also musing in that video that calling it 7 may have been unhelpful in the sense that because people were used to the the naming convention may there were a couple of exceptions obviously with double dash and super circuit but generally mario kart games were named after the console on which they appeared mm. and maybe calling it seven might have actually confused people thinking well i haven't played mario karts one to six <laughs> but i guess a lot of people would have known well i, I think uh, yeah. I, it is kind of odd or it seems kind of odd that it even if it wasn't called 3ds that they didn't somehow kind of sandwich the 3d bit into the title yeah. somehow they were very big mm. on doing that or some yes. kind of subtitle that would have had 3ds in it um somehow yeah. because they did that a lot too double drift dash or donkey daring delight. Oh, that, this could this could go bad <laughs> Yep. Dream, dream drop distance. Nope. <laughs> no, that's, yes. That's an insane <laughs> idea. Who would call their game something? No, like? no, no. I got it. Drown drop distance. This game Ooh, bad. because they go in the water. Except yeah. they don't drown, unlike all previous installments. <laughs> yeah, Lacazoo's out of a job mostly, isn't he? Suck on that. But is he? Yeah. Is he? Is he? Isn't he? Uh, is he a playable character in this one? Nope. No. Think no. So. No. No, it's well, the I mean, next you, one. there are still like places you could fall off the track. You just can't fall into the water. Yeah, I think maybe there are st still some places you can. Fall you can into go in the... the water, just not this water. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I'm I think it's familiar. fair. I think it's fairly consistent. Okay. Canlich uh, <laughs> from the forum, Canlick, sorry, says, "Living in New York City at the time, I would spend around three hours a day sitting in the metro going to school and work." Having my black and gold Zelda edition of the 3DS XL keep me company during those long commutes. I could be found on the D-line listening to podcasts and tearing up the Mushroom Kingdom as Donkey Kong. The best. I won't hear anything about it. In my barrel cart. I enjoyed having the 3D slider turned up a little to give the screen a little pop. The rally race style courses were a welcome addition to the series and served as the best showcase for the new gliding mechanic. I never went anywhere without my phone, wallet, keys and 3DS. One night I went out with a friend who was in town for their birthday for some drinks and loud music and I hung my jacket up on the hook positioned over our table. When it was time to close out I took my jacket down. I realised I'd left all my belongings in my jacket. Wallet was still there. Relieved, I put on my jacket and instinctively reached for my left inner pocket to feel nothing at all. I patted my chest, my sides and checked the linings of my coat Someone had walked off with my 3DS, and the only thing that had made commuting tolerable for me. The next few days, I was distraught. That first hour and a half trek to Manhattan from the Bronx was brutal, and the return after a very long day at work was even worse. I turned on my Wii U to enjoy the only gaming that was possible for me at that moment, only to see something odd. Who is that me that's looking back at me? Where's my blue shirt, brown shaggy hair, square glasses? And who's this guy in a yellow beanie? And why is his name Shiznaz? Because he's the kind of guy who would steal your 3DS. And he was currently playing Mario Kart 7. I muffled my scream in my pillow. For the record, I just made it to the final dungeon of Dragon Quest 9 and was looking forward to beating that game. 
Shiznaz robbed me of many things that night. I cried, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. That's a really nice addition of that 3DS, too. Yeah. Shiznaz, though. Shiznaz. Scumbag. If you're out there, Shiznaz, and listening to this, you're a scumbag. I'm only laughing because it reminds me of me selling my ex- my original Xbox to um, someone in the game yeah. shop I worked in. Mm-hmm. And I was around a friend's house and it was like, Desmond is playing Juiced. I'm like, oh, bloody well, I'm <laughs> not. I'm sat here doing nothing. Like, and I was like, oh, I've sent, I've sent it, sold it to this guy called Chris and he's playing on my Xbox gamer tag. Mm. I was livid. You're supposed, you're supposed to wipe your console before you... But that's uh, why I've got a zero in my tag now as opposed to the O because, you know, I lost yeah. it. I had the original oh, Des. You lost your Des. I did. I did that's not the know origin, that. That's the origin story. <laughs> Thanks. It, well, there's more to it than that because, as maybe some of our listeners won't know, there were multiple Darrens, which is why you're Desmond. There's, there was loads of us at the time. Yeah, it was mental. It's Darren frenzy. <laughs> An orgy of Darrens. Oh. Let's talk about the... <laughs> Art and graphics, not of that. Heck no. Let's talk about the art and graphics of. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? Um, I mean, 3DS graphics. Mario Kart 7 uh, visuals. So it's a uh, technical wise, it's running at a smooth 60 frames a second. The resolution is naturally lower than the Wii version, I think. I think that's right for the 3DS screen, although it was. Uh, it was it was sharp for the time for a handheld in particular. Uh, it was I would say it was a big upgrade from the DS version, which uh, we talked about at the time. I thought was a, always quite a plain looking game. Uh, this to me was uh, quite a wower, even without the 3D. Yeah, it's really really nice looking, and I uh, I turned it on today again after a long time, and you know I'm kind of. Seeing the praises here for the original model 3DS with the the titles with the I mean the the small little screen, mm. everything looks super crisp on that. Uh, yeah, that tiny there is something screen. to be said for that. I, I, yeah. I'm a fan of the XL models. Yeah, but they, because they, of my they kind eyesight. of blow up the resolution, though. Right? You're so, right. The resolution yeah. stays the same, so the pixels get bigger. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So it looks really nice, and then I turn on the 3D effect, which is finicky on the original model. So yes. you you can lose yeah, focus, and uh, you know. It's if you if you move your head a little bit to the side or something, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna lose uh, that effect. But mm. still, once I was uh, fully seated, uh, you know, like an immovable statue, uh, <laughs> s- staring at that screen, head yeah. locked into one of those things from Clockwork Orange, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. It it worked perfectly, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, I was just struck by how good looking that game actually is under those circumstances. So for me personally, I feel like the game pops when you put the 3D on ever so slightly. I find the colours to be not as vibrant as I want them to be. Um, so it changes based on the level. I think there's some really like drab looking levels in there. Uh, Rosalina's kind of icy land for me was just a bit like, what is going on? Like this isn't this isn't a Mario Kart level to me. It felt like something from a from a lesser known kart game. But overall, I feel like it, it looks good, but there's just something for me that kind of, when I see the Mario-ness of the world, that it just, for, I just want a little bit more color in there. So I turned the brightness up and I turned it all up just to kind of, and only when I put the, the 3D slider on, did the game sort of pop in any way that I wanted it to. But going back to the regularness of the 2D, I found, I found the game to be kind of a little bit flat and that's kind of, when I'm playing seven at the moment, it's always in the shadow of eight now because for me, 
eight is just like mm-hmm. off the charts. Like, oh, like it's it's the, my favorite in the series. And um, so when when I look back at seven, kind of unfairly, I'm thinking, oh, it's not as it's not as colourful as the other one. <laughs> and uh, playing it, you know, in, in this day, this year, twenty what are we twenty one? Yeah, that's it. Um, this year of our yeah, Luigi. It, it, that's it. Yeah. And, and Wagaruji. Um, it just felt a little bit kind of not lifeless, but kind of a little bit kind of muted in a way that I can't really mm. put my finger on. Like I just wanted the greens to be that proper Mario pop green that you see yeah. in the in, in the in the Switch games. So yeah, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna um go in a slightly different direction with with this here because i i do think that the 3d effects are nice i um i have never really been one to use the 3d on the 3ds all that much um yeah same i i I will occasionally and and i think that in particular some of the first party mario titles do really nice things with it so stuff like 3d uh, is it 3d land or 3d world that's on the 3ds i don't remember i uh, land yeah land thank you um okay so yes 3d land then uh is one that i think does a really nice job with that there are some really nice things that you can do but um my issue with the graphics in this game is not that they don't look good. I do think that they look good, but they, for me, skirt kind of close to the they're trying to do a little too much with this hardware type of thing. And and I think that they pull it off for the most part, but I think it can look a little bit muddy almost at times because there is so much detail in some of this that it just mm-hmm. kind of ends up looking like you wouldn't want it on a, a handheld system of this type. I, I like I said, I, I don't think that, that that's a problem for the most part, but I almost prefer games to on on the three DS in particular, I almost prefer games to have more of a stylized look to them that plays nicer with kind of the limitations of the three DS system in as a whole. Not universally, mm-hmm. but you know. Mm. I don't think it's a yeah, huge for... issue, like I said, but I, I, I do think that it's something that that people might have noticed. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I didn't have the same drabness issues with this one as as Darren did as I did with the 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 predecessor, the handheld predecessor on DS. Uh, I thought it was uh, it felt brighter and more vibrant to me, and and yeah, I was impressed. Especially by... some courses, right? Like the uh, Shy Guy mm. Bazaar and Wario Galleon, very colorful. Yeah, and the but... rainy track that came back in Wario Kart Eight again. Yes, it's much more neon in uh, on the Switch and on the Wii U, but um, yeah. Uh, I think the yeah the 3D stuff is was yeah p- pretty much lost on me because I I just found the the necessity to keep your head absolutely still on the original model uh, completely off putting um, and uh, yeah I just left it switched off almost all of the time on the N3DS with the stable the the slightly more stable 3D I I have used and enjoyed the 3D on some games but um, yeah it does you know it it adds a little something in terms of immersion but uh, it's well. Yeah, the yeah, fact that it, it was a one and done technology wise for the for the, for handheld consoles suggests that perhaps it wasn't the be all and end all. I still like to switch on a 3D with a lot of 3DS games just to see what they were ex- doing with it, especially sure. you know, and yeah. you get some nice little diorama effects, and it it adds quite a lot. But even when you have it switched on and you're enjoying the effect of it, and I know that not everybody does, um, after a while you don't even really notice it anymore <laughs> so yeah. unless you lose focus that is 
So it's a it's a curious thing. Yeah, it's a fair point. You get to that point where it's like, am I have I got the slider up or yeah, your yeah, brain exactly. kind of adjusts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So just to add to my little kind of you know mediocrity opinion on this, um, I feel like the levels themselves are technically sound. They you know they they go up and they go down. Like you know you can you, you're literally flying through the air or gliding through the air, and yes, you know, there are some really good vistas to see and you know stuff like that. But I just think overall for a Mario experience, I just kind of wanted like the, the color palette to be turned up ever so slightly. And maybe that's the technical limitation of the hardware. I don't know. Sure. But, um, you know, I don't I know. Kind of... Mar- 3D land felt fairly Mario yeah. bright and vibrant mm. and colorful, didn't it? As, uh, to me, I thought. Yeah. 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 You're right. Actually. Yeah. They definitely did have that kind of poppy kind of, you know, real like primary colors. I just feel like, yeah. you know, and some levels do have it like, um, I can't remember the name, but you start off and it's like um you go through the pipes and you come at the end and there's a glidey bit where you go through a waterfall and all the Mario mm. bricks are in front of you. Like that, that's a nice looking stage, cut you know, color wise. But overall, I yeah, I, uh, I really did desire some smack around the face color. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. And the, and then there is that uh, track also where they have fake cardboard cutout Goombas, and the yes. only way yeah, to tell one, yeah. that they're f- if they're fake or real is to switch on the 3D, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> They look, uh, they look more in, in the remake on the on Mario Kart Eight. They look a bit more obviously like uh, uh, card cardboard cutouts from the off. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'd forgotten it even had this. Did anyone? Did anyone ever muck around in first person Mario Kart yeah. mode? This was a this was a new thing for the series. Hmm. It's unplayable no, for I me. Unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> unplayable. Bad. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't drift and turn my system at the same time because it's gyro controls, right? And of course, it's not, gyro. It's, yeah. it's not regular controls at all. It's first person. You're therefore tilting your 3ds, and if you've got the 3d on, you've got no chance because you know you're ah. tilting your your system. Yes. The 3d yes. goes off. Very good and point. Then you can't hop and turn your console at the same time because the buttons on the machine are moving with your turning. It, it, you know, it's nice to be FPS Mario Kart first person. Driving FPD, I don't know what you call it. Anyway, yeah, it's nice to see it all in first person, but as soon as you get to a hard corner, it's kind of like, nope, off you go. Mm. And yeah, I just turned it off within kind of like about half a minute, and I was like, nope, never again. A bit like the first person mode in the original Star Wing or uh, Star Fox. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) Just like it. Completely useless. Uh, a distinction from Mario Kart DS, the preceding portable game in the series, is that the bottom touchscreen no longer displays obstacles and moving items and objects other than players. So on the DS version, you could see things like breakable boxes, bananas, Cooper shells, including what color they were, the bombs, the boost mushrooms, anything lying on the track like that, snowballs and things from the uh, sort of novelty stages. Uh, and uh, non-player vehicles like buses and things like that, uh, but none of that is on the uh, is on the the seven version. The the map is just the track essentially. I don't know whether that was a a development time issue or whether it was a a decision because uh, a lot of people ended up by uh, anecdotally a lot of people ended up playing Mario Kart DS via the bottom screen, didn't they? In a kind of top-down uh, sprint style mode. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. <laughs> that's kind of like when I play Diablo 2 and I put the map on on full screen and that's all yeah. I'm seeing now is the yes. map not the actual game I know exactly what you mean mm. yeah yeah I guess they they changed it for that for that reason probably 
Also, uh, and I would I never clocked this until I read it on Wikipedia before this show. The course introduction, the panoramic view of the course displayed before each Grand Prix race, which I guess most of us normally end up skipping after a while anyway. On the DS version, it was a double screen affair. So tall. Uh, on the on Mario Kart Seven on the 3DS, it's just the one. Uh, it's just the uh, just the top screen. And so, like you mentioned, in these kind of things, it also feeds into my sort of down trodden yeah. opinion of the whole presentation of the whole thing like as soon mm. as you turn it on the menu just pops in front of you and they're kind of staticky menus it's it doesn't have the charm of other mario kart games in terms of a presentation point of view and this is before eight come along like, i was like set put seven on i was like oh it's not quite as charming as you know even double dash which at that time i wasn't a fan of double dash which i've, mm. got, I've sort of come around to it now mm-hmm. but even like ds i thought that had a better presentation to it and just in general, the whole game from a you know a menu UI point of view, it just seems to just kind of just be a little bit lackluster. And you saying that now has brought it into more focus for me. That overall, I feel like the game doesn't really stand out as a Nintendo presentation. Or Sounds like game. maybe it was a bit of a rush job based on the development talk we had earlier. Yeah, uh, that, that, could be. that essentially the the presentation was a little bare bones, although I always felt like that about the DS version as well, hmm. which obviously also sold a ridiculous amount of copies. Um, and I guess, I don't know, how how important is it to give your Mario Kart menus and stuff loads of flair and personality? I mean, we it's the kind of thing that some of us might appreciate, but I think a lot of the more... Yeah, maybe this is maybe this isn't right, but I I would hazard that some of the more serious players would care very little about that stuff, and some of the more casual players would care very little about that stuff. It's almost like the that that kind of that element of things is more about us kind of I don't know video game kind of. I don't know. I I think I, it's the I think it can be uh, the kind of thing that you don't really miss too much until it's not there anymore. Like, sure. if all of the Mario Kart games had been on a similar level, then maybe it wouldn't stick out. But I can, I can definitely see that being a thing, given that the previous six titles had all pretty much been a step up in in that department, at least. So, mm. uh, or, you know, in in the opinions of some of us, um, <laughs> had, mm-hmm. had been a step mm. up in that department, at least. I don't want yeah. to yuck anyone's I quite like the... I like the incorporation of the the Mario Kart channel, which was something that was part of the Wii version, but you had to actually go to uh, essentially go to a, a separate app as part of the Wii. But that was now included. Um, mm. It kept some of the nice uh, online presentation with the planet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I thought I, it was I, kind I'm of just, basic, but sorry, Mickey, I'm just sorry. yeah, I'm just wondering, like, when has Mario Kart ever really excelled in presentation. So, like Mario Kart sixty four, right? The the, yeah. the the front end is absolutely kind of just like a bare bones screen of like you know it's just a picture of Mario Kart. But the yeah. voice, the you can hear the music booming, like you know you can hear that game yeah. absolutely, and like that the Mario kind of impersonation or the, or the voiceover, you know, that kind of stuff. It screams personality. Whereas in this one, it's just a bit like 
Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's just happening. Like, but I, Mario Super- Kart 64 was also very rickety in presentation. It had these like back black backgrounds but, with some sort that, that, of stupid yeah, comic letters on there. And that's kind of what like I'm that. saying. There's like where it where it is a bit kind of drab in some corners. It makes up for it by this kind of booming soundtrack and incredible kind of you know verses and all that nonsense over the top. It gives yeah. it character, whereas <laughs> this game doesn't. Super yeah. Mario Kart, for example, is just in my eyes iconic with its um you know, Super Mario background. Kart the original one is uh, pretty special yeah but yeah. maybe that's also nostalgia talking I don't know but you know it, but it like it leaves an impression like I, I I just found like with this one it just it just threw some menus at you and even like the the roster selection you know it doesn't have to be incredible but there's just nothing there to give it kind of character you know like again mm. like the snares in the 64 one and even like um the, the gamecube one like i found like the character selection screen was just more playful and it was there to be enjoyed like you know the the cart spinning around and you see the funny animations or you press select on the 64 and b to watch him you know get sad when you deselected them just little kind of nintendo touches i found to be missing in this mm. one and it's just a bit of a yeah it's like where where that nintendo polish shines for most mario kart games i felt like it was just kind of missing here and what do you think of the presentation of mario kart wii mario kart wii i wasn't on the show so i haven't really had a good look into it recently um mm. because I, that's I, super I sterile that's as sterile as it comes that's pretty yeah, much I, Let's, let's put the whole that. sort of Wii generic presentation over over this yeah, existing imagine, franchise. I'd imagine so, yeah. I imagine yeah. that game. I, I remember that game being very shiny. Like everything seemed like it was yeah. literally polished as opposed to, you know, a development yeah. polish. But, well, yeah. it, that that um, could... Uh, I think this is kind of what Mikhail might have been talking about. But like, I, because of that, because of how well Mario Kart Wii did and how well it sold... Mm. I can absolutely see that being a factor in how they decided to do the presentation on this one, because, you know, if, yeah. if you have a chance at selling 11 bajillion copies or however, however much that sold, I wasn't on that show either. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it you probably would want to not change that much if you could avoid it, I guess. Mm. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. I hear that. Yeah, the Wii, the, the Wii generation really kind of was, we mentioned it before on other, po- uh, other podcasts that had the Wii games in mind, you know, those mm. games were kind of a bit, you know, soft on the corners and a bit bland in the middle. Mm. What's interesting is, and this is a very minor thing, but there is one aspect to the cover and the key art for this game that makes it feel a little less sterile to me, which is just the suggestion of the backdrop. Whereas the the previous two games, DS and Wii, had really just the white backdrop Seven at least has a kind of blurry track and green bushes and a stadium, uh, a grandstand in the background, which to me just, I don't know, it's a very small touch, but it's its just enough to remind me that it's actually a, it's supposed to be this kind of thriving, bustling event rather than a cart in, expa- uh, you know, suspended in nothingness. Maybe just me, but uh, I'd be interested. You talk no, about- I, I, I agree. I mean, nothing makes a. a I agree with Darren that it, nothing makes a, a super, you know, long-lasting impression or anything. But mm. yeah, I don't see anything that. Yeah, I don't think it's overly bland either. You know, I'm just left wondering. Also, like Leah said, like, yeah, um, there. I I I don't really come to Mario Kart for a spectacular presentation. I'd be interested to hear from somebody who was either a child when this one came out or it was their first Mario Kart. 
to see if they had similar affection mm. for the front end and the general trappings uh, in the same yeah, way that we Josh? do. Yeah, where is Josh? Isn't he, uh, he's like, what, yeah. 15, 16? <laughs> he's Still, not yeah. even the baby anymore. Uh, yeah, I wonder how, how old was Ryan when this one came out? Like 20, I guess, maybe? I think, I think Josh is back being the baby. Uh, he may be, actually, yeah. Because yeah. our, uh, our youngest member left us. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, 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 well... It's it's either Ryan or Josh anyway. They're both about the same, aren't they? There's no babies in Mario Kart 7, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. That's right. Not, not even just, a baby park. Just to link it back. Is baby park in it? I don't think it nope. is. No. No. You're talking there, Darren, about the, the sort of the, the sound at the startup uh, and no doubt all the installments of Mario Kart, if we play them enough, we get very familiar with whatever... Charles Martinet shouts at the beginning and the engine noises and the, the little riff, the the four or eight bars of intro that get us there. But to be honest, uh, I couldn't really remember too much about the audio of Mario Kart 7 specifically. It kind of blends in. And I know it's partly just because we got to a point where obviously the, the games are full of speech and the the, the music, well, obviously with eight, We've had the real band, but the the music got to a point where it sounded like effectively like synthesized real music, if you see what I mean, rather than it being played on a uh, on whatever the limitations of the sound chip were. Uh, and as such, yeah, I don't have there. There were a few tunes on the new tracks that that I remember because maybe particularly there is the music based track because it's kind of you feel like you're actually kind of contributing to the track as you snake around the the keyboards and things like that but uh but while i i always enjoy the cacophony that is the mario kart soundscape there wasn't too much here that actually kind of made me want to oh i must say that on the podcast that kind mm. of thing. so i was you know playing it recently i found a lot of the music and sounds to again not pop in a way that mm-hmm. i wanted them to you know, make the whole level map course feel cohesive. And then I put on some really nice pair of headphones and it all kind of made the game alive in my head. Uh, It was kind of like, right, okay, so the 3DS speakers aren't really carrying this game very well. So yeah, that's so that with the 3D effect, it definitely made the game feel, you know, a bit more how I want Mario Kart to be. And, you know, there there are some good tracks, like in terms of music in there. I think the Rainbow Road one is a fantastic piece of... uh, music to listen to but it goes really well with the course that's just kind of out of this world kind of bonkers for a mario kart rainbow road it you know it does stuff that i wouldn't even expect and the music goes along well with that especially when you hit the last third and it all just kind of rushes into focus yeah it's a really nice piece of music but overall you know i do feel like it is just it's another mario kart game happening in front of your eyes and ears and um yeah nothing really stands out because the music is just the music right it's just it's just there and it all kind of you know it all feeds into the the feed, you know the feedback of the game you know when it's all kicking off around you um i do feel like it does it just doesn't really again it doesn't really come to life until you've got these kind of nice headphones on, i wonder if is... that exact feeling is the one that caused nintendo to revisit the this entirely for the next game in the series the fact that it was their their feedback internally and externally mm. saying yeah, it's just a load of tunes burbling away, quite pleasant. But <laughs> but they then they brought in the then they brought in the band, and everyone's suddenly like, "Oh my god, yeah, this 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 really pops again." Yeah, yeah, that that band is phenomenal. 
Yeah, I, I wonder um, if we're just a little bit spoiled on Mario Kart music at this point. Because, yeah, it could be. I mean, this is all good music, you know, listen sure. to in... It's just that it's not particularly different from anything mm. that we've heard before. And I, I think this might be another case of if it weren't here, we would miss it. But it's not anything standout for me anyway. Yeah. Mikhail, yeah. did you do you like any of the tunes enough to I don't know put them on a tape that you listen to in the car or something? Ooh, that's a that's a stretch for me, and in in most cases. Um, but um, yeah, no, I agree with, pretty much with what Leah said. It's mm. uh, it's some some while I, while I was playing some pleasant little ditties, um, but yeah, nothing that really stood out to me. Okay. I'm still not very happy with um, Metal Mario sounding like he's underwater. I don't really understand what that is. Yeah. So I, oh, just a the shy guy voice. <gasps> it's awful. <laughs> oh, which is I don't know in the download noises. play, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. It's yeah, he's oh, it's creepy. I don't like it. Um, That's interesting. It. My niece also finds shy guy creepy, whereas her mum loves shy guy. I mean, it's, it's not the, the character Jason that X I find creepy. Mask, it's it? the noises that he makes in yeah. this particular game. <laughs> a white mask, muffled voices. It's, you know, it's all very horrific. Mm. Death mask, shy guy. Mm. Uh, some of the playable characters' voice clips were recycled from, and I guess this isn't any surprise, Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario Kart DS, and Mario Kart Wii. And some of Wiggler, a new character, Wiggler's voice clips were reused from Mario Super Sluggers, <laughs> baseball game. Nice. Mario Kart lives and dies on its gameplay. The Mario Kart franchise continues to evolve, said Nintendo. New kart abilities add to the wild fun that the games are known for. On big jumps, a kart deploys a wing to let it glide over a track shortcut. And when underwater, a propeller pops out to help the kart cruise across the seafloor. This was... Uh, more than a gimmick in a, in a sense i think the, the i mean the underwater may be less so because mm. the controls don't really change so much other than you get a slight sense that things are slower and floatier but the actual the sections where you kind of glide through the air i have mixed feelings about them because i think they feel really nice and i think landing back on the ground feels lovely and it breaks things up a bit but actually once you're up in the air you're you're not really able to race as such so it kind of falls into this the slightly more novelty part of the experience to me but i do like it How yeah I, th I think they both got their pros and cons like the pros for the underwater stuff come to life when you play a retro track and you fall in the water and you're like oh, oh no hang on i'm underwater in cooper trooper <laughs> beach in 64 i've never seen under here before that's so quite exciting some... though from yeah, a, yeah, a, like good, a mario yeah. fan point of view isn't it yeah, exactly yeah because you know before lakitu would come pull you out but now you know you're just under there with the crabs and the cheap cheaps and all that yeah it's, it's that's quite a novel to you know quite a novel way of redesigning those courses and i appreciated that yeah. um but the the gliding, um, well, and to, to carry on with the water, actually, I, I, I couldn't really feel the benefit of the underwaterness of the new levels because they felt like they had that designed in mind. So it just felt like part of the course, right? It was just like, okay, now we're underwater and we're going to go two wheels around the corner instead of all four. Um, you know, yeah. a, a nice change, but I think the gliding has some nuance to it. If you keep a mushroom or you see like a pipe that's blowing out some air, you can, you know, lift yourself off a bit further. And True catch yeah. a shortcut you know there is some nuance there but overall that's a dash of uh that's a dash of pilot wings yeah you know, does that a, you know. there's a little bit yeah. of that going on yeah double dash 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm here Get all week. Out. <laughs> but overall, I, f- I find the both the, I find them both to be kind of uh, things that are happening in front of you. Even with Mario Kart Eight, like it, Mario Kart Eight, also does the kind of on the walls thing, but you don't really realise you're doing it because you're behind the cart. Yeah, behind the car. totally. But you, you can't really appreciate any of it until you see it in a replay. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm actually underwater, or I'm yeah. actually in the air, or yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a bit. Um, it seems like it's more of a spectators thing than an actual kind of a gameplay thing. But who really watches a Mario Kart race? Yeah. Not, yeah, not, funnily not enough, I, I was actually watching some replays earlier, but they're, oh, sorry. they're no, no, no. But there's, there's, <laughs> you're right. I hadn't done it. I, I forgot. I was like, I booted up Mario Kart 8DX for the first time in ages. And I was like, Mario Kart TV? What's that? Mm. I was like, oh, look, it's actually. And it was quite fun because it had saved the highlights of a few of the last multiplayer races I'd had last yeah. year with mm-hmm. uh, with my friends and my niece. And I, and I watched them back, but they're not really full races. They're very edited yeah. highlights, so they don't really... Uh, but then you probably wouldn't watch the whole race back anyway. So, uh, But yes, I think you, I think that's that that's a fair point, that actually those those bits look more spectacular from, from a camera on the side of the track than yeah. they do from your car. Although, yeah, there's the, you know, as I say, I think my favourite part is the... Is just the the neat settling down of the wheels at the end of a, of a glide. That's and and mm. or maybe you're just trying to bring it down slightly earlier to. Essentially, you want to get back on the road quicker because you'll go faster, right? So you're you kind of tilt your nose down to tr- to try and land as soon as you can, or maybe there's a power up or a coin that you wanna you wanna you wanna grab. So there you are still playing. It's not like the barrel out of um, the old DK Mountain where you're just blasted or or the. Um, What's that other one? Was it the autumnal one where you're just kind of blasted That's through right. the air yeah, and, yeah. and you've got no control at that point? It's just pure, pure gimmick and novelty. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the gliding feels better than Monkey Target in the most recent um, HD remake. <laughs> so, you know, it's got that going for it. Oh, now you've anyway. made me sad again. <laughs> <laughs> That's very contemporary reference to the uh, this mm. year's Banana Mania. Maybe we'll podcast about it someday. Well, maybe we won't. Uh, was it was it a, a big deal for you? Just a fun novelty, or or something that changed up your whole Mario Kart experience? Uh, Leah, jumping up in the air and going under the water. Uh I mean it's 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 an interesting mechanic. It's something that's new. I don't think that it necessarily changed a whole lot for me. I think mm-hmm. it was just you know it's it's another it's it's what they added in air quotes you know it's this yeah. is the new thing mm-hmm. so uh yes i yeah it's fine i i i probably would have been a little bit happier if they had focused more on for example making the 3d more important or mm. something along those lines than than putting these pieces back in but i i'm not mad that they're there you know they're they're fine yeah. i i just don't have a whole lot to say about them that's a, that's the thing, right? Like it's just it's fine that they're there and they're kind of all right, but you kind of can't escape the feeling that uh, the developers were clutching at straws, like oh, we need to include something new here, we need to inject yeah. something new into mm-hmm. the Mario Kart formula, and for the uh, yeah, on that account, it's sort of um, yeah, it doesn't really hit the mark. It's interesting know? to think what obviously we've already mentioned, and we'll talk about it more next year. They added going vertical and upside down and sideways in in the air with eight that was the thing they they retained the the hang gliding and the going underwater what is there left 
like for for Mario Kart Nine, maybe that's why they're space. Mario Kart Eight Space. We've already been into space, though. I, I guess know Rainbow, Rainbow Road. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you could turn into a donut. <laughs> okay, that'd be, that'd be good. No, um, so uh, on Leah's point of making the 3D more important in Mario Kart Seven, um, I found that when I compared Mario Kart Eight to Seven today, I realised the problem I have with Mario Kart Seven is that it doesn't feel fast enough, even on 150cc. Uh, Everything feels a bit kind of tarmacky and a bit slow. That was often a complaint levelled at, uh, at at Double Dash, wasn't it? By players yeah, that we talked about back in the show. A giant Bowser on the back back end of my go-kart slowing it down. Maybe that yeah. was literal. No, anyway. So um <laughs> in in seven, it's just like there's not enough on screen information to tell the player that they're going fast. And mm-hmm. when you've got a three D effect slider and you know in full effect, so to speak, uh, you'd you'd expect kind of particles to be whizzing by the screen, you know, you like to give that sensation of speed. Whereas yeah. Mario Kart 8 and obviously DX, it absolutely cranks up things that are flying towards you like if it's not kind of um artificial kind of effects on the, on the outside of the screen or if it's not the the little kind of it's like a little burst of energy that the character emits when they're doing a trick or even like in i played royal raceway and like these p- pink petals are falling off the trees oh, and all yeah. flowing past you or Love. like a le- there's a level where there's like rains coming past you like they do everything they can in eight, and I don't know. Again, this might be a bit unfair to compare seven to eight because of yeah, the, the hardware you know, is more powerful. Yeah, obviously. but if seven had a bit more kind of presentation with the kind of uh, weather effects, or you know, kind of just like general kind of flora and fauna effects around you, like if there was like a lot of wind gushing past you, or, or leaves, or whatever, it would have made the game feel a little bit more speedier you That's know what I mean? it, it just feels a li- and it just clicked with me today. I was like, right, I'm going to compare these two, and I'm going to work out because they, they are kind of you know, their they're older brother and younger sister kind of thing, you know, or the other way around. You know, they're, they're siblings. So like they are cut from the same cloth, these two games. They're so much alike that you can put them side by side and go, okay, what makes eight, you know, a, a, a better game in my opinion? And the, the kind of, again, the presentation from the actual racing and the effects around the cart were just, you know, were just lacking. So I suppose the thing about the speed in a Mario Kart game is obviously you want it to feel fast in a way that's fun but i suppose it we'd never expect a mario kart game to feel like how thumper feels or or jeff minter's polybius <laughs> mm. which i mean it could work maybe that's where I'm they go dead. next with mario kart <laughs> almost well, top end they, wipeout speeds they took it to f-zero didn't they on the um eight dlc well yeah 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 good point but that like that that f-zero track feels way slower than f-zero gx did right not on 200 yeah. cc mate 200 cc <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that next year as well yes i've seen yeah i don't know um i i think mario kart is yeah it's i mean it it, it maxes out at 150 cc mario kart mm-hmm. 7 mm-hmm. which i don't know actually what speed that is in real life it's i mean I, I think it i guess it's roughly what they put on the speedometers on the corner of the screen if this has those i can't remember uh i don't know i remember i remember it felt felt fast enough to me on 150 c cc 50 and 100 always feel slow to me oh, every it, single mario kart game it feels faster than mario kart 64 with a golden mushroom which feels like you're going backwards so there's that <laughs> you there your i love 64 oh yeah I I, I'm, I'm, I'm a 64 aficionado <laughs> uh yeah i, I mean i don't know I, I think partly it's uh, thinking about thumper and and polybius uh not many people have played that but 
Jeff Minter's one from a few years ago and the insane speeds they, they put you mm. at. The only thing is I, I don't, I think maybe it's just exposure to playing games in 3D, but I remember, um, I, I guess Mikhail will certainly remember this, is the sensation of speed that you got from playing something like Space Harrier in the mid 80s. Mm. Just unbelievable. Like this, yeah. it was just like as a, as a child and when we hadn't seen tech like it before, I mean, there ha there were some precursors, but Space Harrier was the one where it was like on this massive screen and, and these, and yeah, just these incredibly big graphics kind of zooming towards you. It's very hard to actually, without maybe uh, either Virch VR or, or haptics or whatever, it's, I think it's actually quite hard to sell a really strong sensation of speed in, in modern video games, maybe. Yeah, and I think... Mario Kart was never that serious for ridiculous speeds or that sensation yeah. of speed. Yeah, uh, I'm not really it's more, it's the more about the Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong, Darren. Mm -hmm. It's more about the combat car racing, right? It's more about the weapons and everything and yeah. harassing each other on the track than... Uh, but yes, yeah, but Darren, obviously, you're completely... Yeah, I'm not saying your, your, your criticism isn't legitimate mm. because if you mm -hmm. feel like it's not yeah, the speed yeah. that you want it to be, then then that that's it that's, that's it was the, the snow case. that did it it was the snow effects that's right it. there wasn't enough yeah <laughs> uh players can show their own style by customizing their vehicles and accessories that gives them a competitive advantage for instance giant tires help a cart drive off-road while smaller tires work best on city courses i think my experience with this, and obviously, again, it, it came over to eight, is that you tend to settle on favorites fairly quickly and then virtually never change. It depends yeah. on how they drip feed them to you as unlocks. Uh -huh. if, if, I, I agree with you that you, know, you are going to, for the most part, probably not swap things out in between courses. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think... Well, speaking from personal experience, I am more likely right. to every time I unlock something, go in there and see. Give is it a this go. Better than yeah, I, I would have. do that. Yeah, it is 100%. less a. It is usually, I will say, less a, um, a a style thing than it is a do the numbers go up thing. Right. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. You you got some stats there, and yeah, it's nice to see the different aesthetics of the that like the glider makes uh, very little difference in my experience, but mm -hmm. other than. It, it looks different. Uh, but I don't know how much like the serious Mario Kart 7 scene, if there was such a thing, and there probably was. Hmm. I don't know how much they kind of locked down to a, we talked about in the Wii version, there was a very, like there's a hyper popular combo of, of character and kart. There are no bikes in this one, by the way. But I don't know if it was the case with the customizable bits, whereas it's like, yeah, if you want to be fast, if you want to be actually competitive at this, you need to pick this frame, these wheels and this glider or whatever. What characters are people's favorite? I need to know. I'm a Yoshi, I'm a Yoshi toad. fan myself. Always Yoshi. Toad. 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 <laughs> um, toad. I was uh, playing, recently I was playing more with Koopa Troopa. But, uh, there's some weird, weird and oddball characters in this one as well like uh, the queen bee and yeah. uh, and, and yeah, wiggler that's bizarre <laughs> that queen yeah. thing is just weird yeah so apparently <laughs> toadette was planned but in the end it was wiggler and waluigi was planned and honey queen came in yeah. instead i don't know why yeah. but that's mm -hmm. what happened 
because people yeah. saw Waluigi and heard the noises he was making on the court and went, mm, no, I yeah. don't think so. <laughs> That's going to scare children. Yeah, somebody at, uh, at either Retro or Nintendo, a spokesperson, actually said that, no, we're not including Waluigi because he's too creepy for the Somebody kids. did say that, but I don't know if it's <laughs> actually true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, apparently, Mackenzie is, is is a is a Carter in this one. So I don't know is is it is possible to have double Lakitu on screen, presumably? But then we know there are multiples of them. Yeah. The Lakitu brothers. So he's too creepy, but there's a giant pinball level based around him and his yes. stupid face everywhere. That's has, still in there. Yeah, it has been questioned what was going on where his course is in there, but the character isn't. That's uh, that's quite an that's unusual. From, that's a that's a remade course, though, isn't it? That's from yeah, DS. yeah. It's a ret- it's say. a retro course. Yeah, yeah. It is, but even so, still, yeah, no. I, normally, I, I think if if the course is there, the character's there. I think Waluigi's dead. That's what this until is. the next game. Lanky Mario okay. killed him. Took his. Skin. He was resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Woohoo Island from Wii mm. Sports Resort, which I think mm. is quite fun. They got the uh, yes, that... and there's a big uh, controversy with that one, right? Well, it was glitchable, exactly. Yes, but they patched it, it. Yes, it was kind of patched out. Yeah, um, but if you you could still at least do local races with an unpatched version. Yeah, I think yeah, there was yeah. there was something. Funky going on with that. Funky Kong. Woohoo Island is kind of funky, though. I'd like to go there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that uh, the Woohoo Island tracks of, are, of course, not as lively and as, uh, not, as nutty as the uh, Mario-themed no. tracks. But I liked it that they had sort of a, uh, yeah, like, a, like it was a journey, you know? An authenticity. Driving from point A yeah. to B. Yeah, point they, authenticity. They, they wanted it to be kind of like a like a very kind of basic version of a Nintendo kind of home, if you know what I mean, because they used it in 3D, uh, 3DS yeah. for Pilot Wings, and yes. yeah. you know, obviously the so games many before games. that, the Wii Sports games and stuff. It, they wanted it to be kind of a um, a referential point for for the new for the new generation, I guess. And uh, it's still in but, Smash, has it appeared in anything more recently, like uh, WarioWare or sorry, my dreams. <laughs> Okay, I thought that was your, a Nintendo, your recent dreams. Nintendo thing that I hadn't heard about. Nintendo's my dreams. Uh, it wouldn't really surprise me. That's the kind of thing they do. Is there a cardboard woohoo island in Labo? Maybe there should be. That'd be great. Yeah, but you know, overall, like seriously, like, I thought I like woohoo island. It doesn't really have many. It's not as like um, feature rich as kind of Pilot Wings sixty four's kind of. No island or areas but you know as a as a fun thing to kind of go oh yeah they did this on the on the ds and Wii era yeah it was nice to just kind of drive around it again i prefer it in the evening when it's the um the three point mm. race and you get squashed by boulders oh, at yeah. the end and there's a big old ramp at the end that you can fly towards the uh, beachy finish yeah nice yeah. nice touch i still have my Wii sports resort disc why wouldn't you yeah a bit of dog <laughs> yeah that, not with the disc, though. Bixer from the <laughs> forum says, As someone who's been a huge fan of the Mario Kart franchise since Mario Kart 64, I didn't think a game in the series could bore me. But it's for that unfortunate reason that I'd probably consider 7 my least favourite of them all. It's perfectly competent, but every other Mario Kart game at least adds something or tries something new. Everything about Mario Kart 7 just felt so bland and by the numbers. With most games in the series being somewhat unique, 
they at least still have their own value and are often fun to revisit. But with how little Mario Kart 7 innovated on anything, in a world where Mario Kart 8 now exists, it feels truly redundant. It's not a bad game by any means, and if someone came to this as only their first or perhaps second Mario Kart game, then there's plenty of enjoyment to be had. But for long-time fans of the series, Mario Kart 7 doesn't really offer anything that hasn't been done better elsewhere. So says Bixer. Kind of agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same same area. Uh, there was a reduction of characters per race, technical reasons. Obviously, they wanted to keep the frame rate up to 60, um, but the DS hardware allowed them to have uh, 8 rather than, was it 12 on the Wii, I think it was? So a reduction of a third. As I say, uh, Wiggler and Honey Queen were interesting choices. Lakitu, Metal Mario, who sounds like he's underwater. Uh, and Shy Guy is a sort of new character, but is also a return because Shy Guy was who you played as if you played multiplayer with one cartridge on the mm-hmm. DS. Yeah. It's also the same uh, here, I believe. Right. Me's return. Uh, so you can mm-hmm. be your me again. Waluigi does not return. In fact, only 11 out of the 24 characters, not counting Mies, from Mario Kart Wii returned, which is less than half. Hmm. Lame. What a rip. Well, it, again, it just kind of feeds into my general vibe of a lack of, you know, presentation, but I'm not going to keep banging that drum. <laughs> On the customization front, there are 17 frames, 10 wheels and 7 gliders, making a possible 1,190 cart combos. And I always go for pipe cart, regular wheels and just a boring old glider. Huh. I go with, for... Mar- with Mario. I'm, Pipe... I'm really salty when it comes to Mario Kart. <laughs> Pipe Kart for me. Uh, I don't know. Wide wheels I think I like. And um, whichever glider I'm in the mood for. So if I... So the drifting and mini turbos are really... Drifting and mini turbos are really much the same as they were in the previous game. Uh, I mean, and really you can trace that actually back through Double Dash and... Uh, Mario Kart 64 and mm. I think by this point the feeling of cornering was kind of locked in for several iterations and maintained in the next one mm. there probably is more to it than that I don't know Mikhail if uh, I mean maybe this this uh, dovetails into talk of the the subtleties and the nuances of the mechanics of of Mario Kart 7 compared to its predecessor and and Maybe expand a bit on on what it was that you think saw some of the the devoted DS and earlier installment players uh, see them swiftly return. As far as I understand it, it's just uh, it's a more streamlined, um, simple game mechanically. So yeah, there's just a uh, it lacks odds and quirks, but it's on the other hand it. Uh, it plays very smoothly, and I think it's, uh, let's say, the racing model, and the handling and everything is very close to what, uh, what we'll, we're going to find in Mario Kart 8. Yeah, I think it's very close to Wii and very close to 8. I think there, yeah. are, some, there are some minor, relatively minor tweaks, probably stuff that yeah. they spent years on, but from the player's experience and point of view, it feels very comfortable and familiar. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, I did want to say, actually, one thing that I do really like about this one is the circle pad felt, to me, really nice, a nice way of controlling a cart. I yeah. uh, obviously, we'd had analog versions of, of Mario Kart going all the way back to the mid-90s on the, on the N64, but the digital games had been, uh, obviously, the handheld games had been digital only in the subsequent uh, Super Circuit and, and DS games, so it was nice to finally have analog control on a handheld system. Definitely. And that circle pad feels quite nice, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the drift in, the, you know, all everything about it controls, you know, reasonably well, very well. You know, it's, easier it, on it's the a very, Yeah, it's a very playable Mario Kart game in terms of uh, the circle pad. Yeah, I do like it. Mm-hmm. Or you could have treated yourself. Remember how much we talked about the the Wii Wheel? Oh my god, uh, I forgot you, this existed. So did I. Uh, the 3DS wheel. I did not have one of these. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know how much they were. did not have one of these. Do you remember them being, I mean, obviously they, they weren't packed in, which was the big difference. When you bought Mario Kart Wii, at least at first, you got your plastic uh, yeah, landfill it in the, with it. in the box. So whereas you'd have had to have deliberately separately ordered this. I don't know whether you can still buy them. Uh, Just... That image of that 3DS sat in that thing. The, mm. the hinges are rubbish anyway on that console. Like, oh, they were. They, bit, they, yeah. they were super flappy. So to <laughs> get it in, get get it in that plastic and then wing it around, it doesn't look great. Motion controls with a dubious plastic add-on. The market, I guess, was was younger folks. Maybe I don't know. Mikhail, did you have these knocking around the office as a, in Nintendo as they were a Nintendo product? Uh, funnily enough, no, I didn't really see them around. <laughs> didn't even like them themselves. No, even the QA lot liked them. No, no. rubbish. Yeah. I wonder how many they sold. I wonder how many they made. I wonder how many are in landfill. Documentary time. Let's get going. <laughs> Mario Kart 7 offers 32 tracks, which I'd say is a reasonable selection for a 35 quid cartridge Mm -hmm. 16 new tracks and 16 classic remakes of feature the tracks featured in the previous six installments yeah some nice picks as well yes yeah and i think i think the ones that stood the test of time that have been brought back for eight and eight dx are all fun courses there's the one in the water pipes and uh, the one you mentioned earlier with the uh with the cardboard goombas yeah, and yeah. the Melody Motorway one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. One other I can't think of at the top of my head. As you mentioned, Mikhail, shortly after the release of Mario Kart 7, it was discovered that three of its available racetracks, Woohoo Loop, Woohoo Island Loop, Maka Woohoo, Woohoo Mountain Loop, and GBA Bowser Castle 1, had contained glitches that allowed players to skip over a significant portion of the track, often exploited as a cheat during online play. Yep. Although Nintendo initially reported in January 2012 that there were no plans to release a fix, a downloadable patch that removes the glitches during online play was released in the Nintendo eShop on 15th of May. If you don't download and install the patch, you can't connect online and play Mario Kart 7, which you can still do. It is still up and running uh, as yep. at the time of recording, if, mm-hmm. if you have yep. the patch. And everyone's amazing at it. Well, there will be that. They've been playing it for a decade, so yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The only thing about this is, I'm sure, 
I haven't listened back to it recently, but I'm sure on the Mario Kart 64 and maybe some of the other Mario Kart podcasts we talked about, so much of the scene of those games and the fact that we're still getting uh, like uh, videos, YouTube, uh, if you subscribe to Summoning Salt, who is a kind of speed run scene uh, analyst, uh, analyst, I suppose. Uh, the the reason that Mario Kart 64 is still talked about and still played and some of the other is is mm-hmm. because of the exploits. Mm-hmm. And actually, games... Bef- I know uh, so much trash is rightly talked about games being released unfinished and buggy and whatever these days, but actually yeah. it gave some games, especially some N64 Nintendo games from back in yeah. the day, eternal yeah. life. The fact that they exactly. were a little bit broken. A big example a- is the... Uh, yeah... I wouldn't say uproar, but at least some uh, pushback on the what was it the the 3D Mario Classics compilation that mm. they uh, that put out containing the Shindo version of uh, Mario 64. With a lot that of had the, a, uh, yeah, 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 that had the glitches, the speed running, mm. running glitches fixed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of N64 glitches, they've recently just discovered in GoldenEye of all games. Um, yeah, because that game's so kind of quirky with its mechanics. If you hold down the right shoulder button and uh, see see right or see left you can sort of shimmy left and right it's, it's supposed to be a lean of sorts and after all these huh. years there's a level where you start off in a jail cell you can actually just lean out of the jail cell and just run out run out <laughs> like you can just go you can go up there's a bit of nuance to it you can run between the gap between the actual fence and the gate and you can just lean out of the jail and leg it how like, has it taken a quarter of a century for someone that's to what carl job said in the video he goes how many more things that are so hidden in plain sight have we not seen and uh yeah it just completely just changed the whole Man. landscape of this speed running of this one level it'll be interesting to see at the time of recording n64 games are about to arrive on switch in a few weeks time as a, an upgraded subscription to the to the online service it'll be interesting to see which rom versions they put on there whether they uh, or whether they do any addressing of this stuff there's no real reason i suppose the the reason to address these issues on mario kart 7 was because there was kind of ongoing competitive in inverted commas online play whereas with the n64 games if you're playing them with somebody else it's just for fun there's no leaderboards or or world rankings or anything like that (laughs) it's just for fun man every time i skipped over the walls in wario stadium people (laughs) wanted to punch me in the face is mario kart 64 in the the initial lineup i didn't notice actually i I didn't recall seeing it but it can't be too far well i say that nintendo dribbled his games out over the course of a year so it might be five years away. there's no way they could fix it though because it's got so many holes in it that game yeah so great so it, what I guess my point is, it's cool that you can still play this without the patch mm. uh, because you can still, you know, kind of. And it actually, it's, I, I suppose, compared to the N64, it's kind of amazing that there are only a few, tr- three tracks, three distinct tracks with, with obvious exploits in, whereas on the N64, it was most of the tracks. Yeah, I suppose especially that's with, um, to do with the Especially tech. with the fact that you've got the gliders in there um that yeah like right really i mean there are a few places where you use the gliders to intentionally take shortcuts or you can yes. use the gliders to intentionally take shortcuts by design um, yeah yes yeah. well that's yes um but <laughs> cool. imagine but a glider I'm, in the 64 game I'm that'd be quite great. shocked that um <laughs> that there aren't more spots where you can use it to unintentionally <laughs> or yeah without the uh the developer intent to uh to take shortcuts Good point. Ooh, I'm full of those. Uh, yes, yeah, so it says, according to the wiki, you can drive underwater in most tracks. For example, uh, 
And you will drown in Daisy Hills, but not in Cheap Cheap Lagoon. So there oh, are places. Daisy. You, you, there are places you can drown. She's Daisy's like been dumping toxic uh, waste into her no. lagoon. Sarasa land. It's ruthless. It is. It is. <laughs> is that how you pronounce the land that she comes from? Sarasa land. Sure. Uh, that... I think so. <laughs> Probably. I'm not certain. Oh, this is great. She, she was kidnapped by an alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh god what's his name somebody help me because he's got Tatanka. a very funny name Dodongo yes uh, no Tatanga. Tatanka Tatanga okay Tatanga yeah King Didi that's that's different that's that's something else powers and items ups well that's not even English is it powers and items ups we are very stupid tonight yeah stupid I don't think any of us have even been drinking like this is just nope nope well, I know no, you have. Not yet. Items and power-ups wise, the coins return to the series. They've dropped in and out various points along the way. Again, they're, they're back to control your, well, not control, but they give you a speed boost by uh, holding a number of them. Again, that was retained into the next game in the series. The fake item box is missing, though, which is I always think is a bit of a shame. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a glorified banana skin, but it's, it's, yeah, I liked it. Oh, I think there's there's so much more uh, uh, strate- strategery uh, in using a uh, a fake item box as opposed to mm. using a. Uh, yeah. I, I I will agree that I rather enjoy dropping one into a uh, yeah. a line full and seeing if I can trick somebody into running into it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, of the Wii power ups, Power Block, Thunder Cloud, and Mega Mushroom are all now absent whether for game design reasons or for technical reasons, I don't know, possibly different in each case. And all the items introduced into this Mario Kart were then removed again from Mario Kart 8, except for the Fire Flower. Yeah, you couldn't have a lucky 8 in 8, could you? Because that'd just be, well, that'd be insane. You have, a luck, you, have a, you have the lucky 8 rather than the lucky 7, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, I think so, yeah. don't you? Don't you? I don't know. Do you? There's a lucky eight, isn't there? <laughs> I think. It swells around you in a big figure eight, doesn't it? Yeah, there, there's a lucky eight. Yeah. Didn't dream it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Right. I, I mean, I don't have that much experience with Mario Kart 8, but I, I think. I think so. Uh, fun fact, when you get a lucky seven with items set to it's either shells only, eight. bananas only, or mushrooms only, you will get seven red or green shells, bananas, or mushrooms surrounding your cart. This also works Oof. with items set to bobons only. Good to know. Oh, it's called the Crazy Eight. Yeah, it's it's the Crazy Eight in Mario Kart Eight. Googled it. <laughs> crazy Eight, that's the one. I forgot all about that. You did. That seems it's very crazy. rare, and you have to be doing really badly. That's why you've never got it, Darren. That's right. Bobbomb circling your cart is very dangerous because if something hits yes. them or touches you, then uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you don't yep. actually want that. You don't want it. Uh, I'm not sure there's anything especially different about the AI in this one. I feel like maybe my my memory of it, uh, having played through all the single player content and and uh, you know got the got the trophies as usual. It has all the star rankings. I don't think I necessarily maxed all of them out, but 
my memory is that it wasn't perhaps quite as evil as some of the earlier games in the series. The AI, it was perhaps definitely a, not. No, okay, no, not, not as rubber bandy. Quite. Uh, I mean, there's they can still get pretty aggressive, but not not as bad. Not cruel. Yeah, and they, they mess up a lot, even on 150cc. Oh, okay, and then you know sometimes they uh, you know they they got different people finishing first and and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that does uh, that does at least. Uh, keep the the blood pressure down a bit, but then it can actually kind of um, shorten the single player life of the game. But, uh, but yeah. I'm not necessarily I'm not too upset about about that. Uh, it retains the tricking off the ramps from the Wii game, hmm. and I think yeah, I'm still I'm still pro that. Effectively, it's again, it's not like a big deal, but it just gives you another button to press and something else to just yep. give you a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a boost. A little bit of a boost. Yeah, reduce your times around around the circuits. If your opponents forget to do them, then they'll be a bit slower. But then they'll probably have that made up through rubber banding anyway. So, yeah. Multiplayer wise, as I say, I don't have a huge amount of strong memories of playing the multiplayer of this compared to a lot of the other games in the series. I had a great time playing through all that single player stuff. I think I probably ended up putting, I don't know, like at least 20, 30, maybe 40 hours into the cart as a whole. But uh, but I didn't it didn't have such a long tail as a multiplayer game locally because I tended to play on TV screens in local multiplayer rather than handhelds and online because probably partly because my experience on the DS was quite disheartening. Uh, Did any Mm. of you spend any significant amount of time off or online playing this? Not I. I, uh, I, my handheld Mario Kart multiplayer experience was more or less limited to uh, the DS version. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I've uh, I think I've played it with my kid on it with his two DS with download play a little bit. You know, you get the stripped down version of the game. Yeah, I checked out online for a bit. It didn't really hold my um my interest. I guess that's because there was other games to be played at the time. Um, you know, I remember it working fine. You know, and it kind of thematically yeah. fits into what they ended up doing with eight. You know, they kind of. Yeah, you know, the old the old ranking system where your number goes up and down is quite a novel idea. Yeah, mm. um, just didn't really go that deep into it. What's cool is, as we say, uh, it's still very active as of January is, this yeah. year. We're now we're now in October, but um, did you give it a try, Darren? Yeah, recently? yeah, very recently, yeah. I right. got absolutely annihilated. Yes, okay. Yeah, Nintendo Life made a video back in January seeing what was still active. And uh, surprisingly, even things like uh, Super Street Fighter 4 were still busy enough. And uh, some of the other kind of mainstays of the Triforce 3DS. Heroes. Yeah. Oh, God. So, Prime Federation Force. Oh, God, yeah. Good so if you, were, if you were to pick up a 3DS now, which is uh, an inexpensive console to get on board with, if you don't fancy shelling out or you can't shell out 300 quid for a switch then red, red it's, shell it's a good option red shell out thank you uh, another couple of modes as well you got your traditional balloon battle with some returning arenas and some new arenas this has never been my bag i know darren you've been somewhat of a player in other but uh, uh, again i'm guessing maybe this one wasn't such a draw um 
the the balloon battles for me need to be three around you and then it's survival like if you lose all your balloons you're gone um from what yeah. i played recently it was more of a score system thing mm. um you know where it's like you know you just keep getting points and everyone keeps getting balloons back and i thought oh no no mm. you know some returning courses from 64 in there like the, the big donut with the music that's very jazz like I, I like that but <laughs> my um my love for the battle really comes from 64 where you could turn into a little bomb and drive around after you've been uh annihilated but yeah um i feel like seven it, it, it did a job at the battle mode but it didn't really capture my um, imagination no balloon battling in your life mikhil not even with the kids no no not on this one hmm. we did a bit of that on Wii. yeah and um i still don't have uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but uh, I heard what? that the battle mode is kind of fixed on that one. So. Better sort that out before next year. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's good to have the battle stuff online. Um, but yeah. for me, the, the battle stuff really comes into its own when you're next to someone, right? And you're uh, you, you're battling and moving on the same screen. Like, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of my kind of lack of time spent with Mario Kart 7 is probably because it's on a... On a, on a handheld where you're playing it pretty much by yourself and i have done wireless kind of local multiplayer on the ds before and gba before that yes and you know and stuff like that but for, for at the 3ds and this time in my life it wasn't really other than a it was it was mainly just street passing wasn't it um because who's got time to sit down and play mario kart with some other friend with a 3ds which is a bit of a shame to say but um yeah i don't know but, but battle mode for me is a very much a local multiplayer thing Coin Runners was the other mode that returned. Um, has its fans, but again, never been a big thing for me. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Busker Lily from <laughs> just all no, right. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Busker Lily from the forum says, "My main memory of Mario Kart Seven was a really stupid falling out it caused between me and my then girlfriend. I was insistent on playing as Mario characters. She wanted us to play as our respective me's." She thought this was me not wanting to spend time with her. I was being obnoxious and stubborn. I assumed it ended with an awkward silence and then me agreeing to play a Grand Prix with her as me's. Other than that, though, although I'm a big fan of the Mario Kart games and spent obscene hours on both DS and Wii, for whatever reason, 7 was the game I didn't play very much of. I'm sure I unlocked everything, but I don't remember it particularly well. I think it was the era when I was addicted to Animal Crossing and no other 3DS game was getting a look in. There is that. I mean, familiar tale. Mm. Not worth falling out with a partner over, though, Mies or yeah, Russian but, Kingdom. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't particularly like playing as Mies when that, when that option is offered. <laughs> um, well, because, you know, they're... They're put in there, which is is fine, you know, that you have the option. I'd rather you have the option mm. than not have the option. But the characters that were specifically designed for the game... Well, I mean, they weren't specifically designed for this game, but that, you know, char- it's it's sure. Nintendo's job to design these characters. You are not a character designer, sir. Like, it, my me looks nothing <laughs> like me. Your me what looks nothing like you. What if you designed like Snoop Dogg or... Well, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there are there are some very Peter good, Griffin. like, there, there's a Shaq me floating around out there that's pretty good. Um, there are, there, there are a bunch of those, yes. The but, game uh, that they didn't release on the Mega Drive. And in these games, they give the Miis very strange voices as well. Yeah, that's yeah. my yeah. main issue. It's the derpy voices. <laughs> but I prefer yeah. to, I, I'm, I'm on the side of those who prefer the, uh, the 
regular characters as opposed to I like to, to play as a me online, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, but I'm still Toad Stan all the way. It's not called me cart, is it? It's really not. It could have been. Mm. They could have done that. <laughs> it could have done that. Imagine me cart, you cart. <laughs> we all cart. We cart. Because <laughs> the Wii was a con- console and I'm going to yeah. stop. Oh, God. You can mod your Mario Kart if you have a 3DS with custom firmware. We talked about the sort of homebrew scene and and the extended life of the Wii version in that podcast. But there's a a mod pack called CTGP7. Adds new things to the game such as custom tracks and characters, extra features and more. All you need is a, a custom firmware in your 3DS. Find a guide online. Then you visit the Game Banana page for the download and there's an installation PDF for the instructions. Essentially, uh, you can massively extend your Mario Kart 7 experience. I guess, I mean, this does prove, demonstrate, illustrate that there is a scene for Mario Kart 7. Uh, whether it's these folks who are still playing online, I don't know. Maybe would they get locked out of playing official online Mario Kart if they were running custom firmware, or did, can they hop between the two? I don't know. But I always like this stuff, even if it's not my world. The fact that it exists, I think, is is pretty cool. My guess is that some of the the popular track packs that are available on the Wii version have probably been adapted and tweaked for the 3DS game and. Maybe some of the tracks are available on both versions. But really, anyone who's listening to this who's interested in that stuff probably already knows way more about it than we do. But I just like that it exists. Do you know what I mean? Halo Fandango from the forum, Mikhail's friend, says, When I was working at Nintendo of Europe, I spent countless hours in the kitchen area with my co-workers absolutely thrashing this game. Ah. Oh, yeah. How it was on that. In that uh, part of the uh, divide, yeah. <laughs> Good to know. I remember, yeah. It was super competitive and serious arguments and angst were let out at every opportunity. The best moment I have from that game was knocking my boss out of the air in Daisy Hills when he was hang gliding with a red shell and taking the win. I played this game at every opportunity on my 3DS and it never left my cartridge slot. The tracks and cart designs were top-notch and with the custom cart creator you could make your dream cut. My favourite tracks had to be SNES Rainbow Road for its fun and simplicity and Wii's Maple Treeway for how much you could annoy your friends by knocking them off the track. The items are all equally excellent with things like the Super Leaf allowing you to hit other racers with your tail and coins giving you the ability to increase your speed. The final addition which I loved was Hang Gliders. They added another dimension to the game and it was so exhilarating flying across large chasms and blasting people mid-air. The underwater submarine sections were alright, but it made the racing more sluggish, in my opinion. The memories I have of those kitchen races with my friends at Nintendo will always stay with me and make this game very special indeed. For me, this makes it one of the best Mario Kart games, and thank you so much to everyone at Nintendo for the amazing memories. That's nice to have somebody who's uh, so fond of the game. That was one thing I was going to mention. Of all the customization options, one thing that didn't return from the DS, despite the touchscreen and potential for a stylus, was the cute little decal designer, which I thought was really neat on the DS. Disappointing, because yeah. you, could, you, could, you could draw things on that. Yeah. P. 
penis cut. I wasn't going to say it, but you could. <laughs> yes, you could. Easier to make it clear what it is than other parts of the anatomy with a small low res decal. Just saying. Where there's a will, e there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's a wee wheel, there's a way. Right. Also, a few three word reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Kane and Rince. Christopher Love says, where was Waluigi? He was in hell where he belongs. Bearfish Pie says, wheelie impressive 3D. Alex is my kid says, where was Gooigi? No, he doesn't. He says, wiggler, wiggler, wiggler. And Craig McAdams says, falling with style. Nice. What I feel like we're all coming from a similar sort of place with our summaries here. Um... You have already put too much thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with Darren. Yeah. So I think my opinions on Mario Kart 7, if you've listened to the whole of the podcast, if you just skip to the end and I'll give it to you again, I feel like the game is it's pretty decent. There's, there's there's a good game to be played in here. I feel like the um the, the colours in the presentation just are a bit kind of non-Nintendo and maybe that kind of links into a bit of Retro Studios getting involved as well and not really having a you know, a great deal to do with racing games before and maybe after this one. Um, yeah, I, you know, the, the the kind of the, the spit polish that I expect from most Nintendo games seems to be lacking in here. But that's not to say there's not a fun game to be had. I just feel like the game that came after it just completely eclipsed the whole series, in my opinion, and it's hard to go back. But, you know, if you've got a 3DS or you've had one handed down to you or, you know, you've, you know, your brother or sister or uncle's got one yeah, and they've got Mario Kart in it, give it a go because... You know, at the end of the day, it's Mario Kart, and there's not many go kart games that come kind of close to even, you know, an average one or a, or a decent one. You know, there's a, I'd, I'd recommend maybe Crash Team Racing, and I can't really think of many others. Sonic you know, ones, are, maybe. Yeah, the the, uh, the transformed, transformed games are pretty good. Um, you can't really say Diddy Kong Racing anymore because it's so way back when. You know, in terms of like relevant modernish. Um, you know, go-karting games. There hasn't been that many. Maybe that'll come to Switch, given that Banjo-Kazooie is. Well, there is hope. There is hope. I'd like to see it again. But maybe yeah. without it being so ridiculously hard. But yeah, um, <laughs> if, you want a, if you want a good time... 47 just... platinum balloons, mate. <laughs> just, uh, just not a... If you want a good time, not a great time, then just switch on Mario Kart 7 and then get Switch and play it instead. <laughs> if finances allow. Leah... Yeah, I, I mean, I I think this is a good game. I, I And I mean, we've been, I, I, mean, I don't think we've been overly negative about it, but my, my yeah. issue with it really is, for me, it just kind of felt unnecessary because if you want a, a, a portable edition of Mario Kart, then you've already got Mario Kart DS, which I, I personally preferred. That's a circumstantial thing, but... Um, that does exist and if you are looking for kind of a a more recent thing then and and you have the access to a switch then you've already got Mario Kart 8 available to you so it's it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination it just kind of felt uh, it's there it's there and it's fine it's perfect I think one of our correspondents said it's it's perfectly competent and I agree with that and you know it's just it's not standout to me in in many ways, if any. So uh, yeah, I mean, I 
not uh, not saying anything bad about it. I'm just not saying anything good about it really either. It's just kind of it's it is it is a Mario Kart game for better or worse. Thanks, Leah. Yeah, I I'm pretty positive really on Mario Kart Seven. It's just that, as Darren says, for me it's been pretty much rendered irrelevant by its successors. If you don't have a Switch and you want handheld Mario Kart, though, this is one of the three really good options there are. Uh, Super Circuit is still well worth tracking down. Listen to that podcast. The DS version certainly has its fans, although for me, I would definitely always pick 7 over over the DS game. The the issue is, yeah, the, unless, unless you're somebody who never had a Wii U and doesn't have a Switch, uh, I think I'm just going to recommend that you play the most recent game in the series that you can, because essentially the the feel, the the fun, the the experience of playing a Mario Kart is all contained within. But there's even more of it, and it looks nicer. And as such, yeah, unless you're for whatever reason wedded to your 3DS forever, then um, then yeah, I I don't recommend it. But I do if you are a yeah, a proud 3DS owner and user. And what's cool is, yeah, you can even still play online if you're prepared to be torn apart by uh, by scenesters and experts. But yeah, it was. Uh, I still have very fond memories of it because it was uh, such a generous present, and um, and as such, yeah, it'll always have a little bit of affection from me. And let's conclude with Mikhail. Yeah. Um... No wildly differing opinion from any of the opinions heard thus far. Um, I think Mario Kart 7 for me is um, the least, the Mario Kart game that I've played least. But that's not to say that it's not worth playing or that it's bad in any, by any stretch of the imagination. It's just that it's a very situational game for me. You know, it might be the Mario Kart these days that I pick over Mario Kart DS, if I'm on the go somewhere, and I know that the Switch is a portable device, but it's still relatively bulky, and, you know, you just, something to slip into your pocket with you, right? That's a moment for me that I would uh, take out Mario Kart 7 and and play it maybe uh, on a train or on a bus or whatever, and thoroughly enjoy it, enjoy the colors, enjoy the tracks that haven't shown up in Mario Kart 8, yeah. that the, the new original ones... Um, you know, and uh, then just put it away for a long time again and don't think about it. And that's also why, yeah, there, we, I haven't been super incisive or anything about this game on this particular podcast um, because I generally don't really tend to think about this one other than that when I play it, I enjoyed it. And it's really as simple as that. <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah, crazy. I know. All right, well, sort of, Conclusive yet inconclusive, but uh, I think you get the drift. Yep. If you'll pardon the Mario Kart pun. Just remains for me, Leon, to thank Darren, Leah, Mikhail, Editor Jay, our correspondents, and of course, you for listening. Next time, in issue 490, no need to dread it, our other Nintendo series continues with Metroid 2, Turn of Samus. <laughs>